Hey everyone, you're listening to Amanda Victoria. I am a licensed esthetician in Lafayette, Louisiana of seven years, and I have ventured into all corners of this beauty industry. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of honestly laughing right now because this podcast had actually already been recorded. Um, And when I went back to listen to it, Let's just say that episode can be for um, esthetician students, okay? I just went full-on educator mode and started using words that I do not think that anybody besides me or a fellow colleague would understand. And so that's the last thing that I wanted for this podcast. (laughs) I wanted to make sure that you guys knew on simpler terms how ingrown hairs worked. You don't, you don't need to know all the things that I literally just talked about for the past half hour. So anyways, not to say, I'm not saying you guys are not going to be able to follow along. I'm just saying as far as listening purposes, I just saved you guys some time in your life. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get all Bill Nye about skin and I can't help it. All right, so you ready? Ingrown hairs. Number one, how do they happen and why do they happen? All right, how? So when we're thinking about skin, okay, it's all over our body, completely head to toe, doesn't matter, except our eyeballs. How do ingrown hairs happen? Well, in order to understand how ingrown hairs happen, we have to understand first and foremost that we have two very important layers of our skin that ingrown hairs are gonna be a part of, okay? So you have your outermost layer, which is your epidermis. This is gonna be your thinnest layer of your skin that surrounds your entire body. Second, we have the dermis, which sits under the epidermis, and this is gonna be a lot thicker of your skin. This is where where all your blood vessels, um, your rector pili muscle to give you goosebumps is, your hair follicle root, your sudoriferous gland that gives you your sweat, your sebaceous gland that gives you your oil production, and just all sorts of connective tissue that's going to keep everything nice and healthy with all your elastin and collagen. Okay, so when we have that hair follicle in the dermis, we have to also realize that it is connected to blood vessels and nutrients, almost like a tree would be to its roots in the ground, okay? Hair grows in three phases. We have antigen, catagen, and telogen. The first phase, antigen, is when those hair cells are dividing and multiplying and and basically becoming a root, like a bulb, and it's attaching itself and creating what we're calling essentially the hair follicle, okay? Then, after about 28 days, you're going to see through your epidermis a full-on adult hair, which is telogen. But it's the phase in the middle called catagen that is kind of where we're going to be talking most about. So your catagen phase is where that hair is now finally taking a sort of shaft-like property. It's going to be connecting itself to the roots 
connecting itself to the hair follicle wall. And what happens is that sebaceous gland is also connected to that hair follicle wall. And as it's growing up, 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 it's going to be hitting that epidermis. And we need to make sure that that pore, that, that follicle that that hair is trying to come out of is open so that it can bloom and fully grow into the telogen phase, which is the phase where it's resting. It's just sitting in your skin. It's not really connected anymore. It's disconnected. It's grown up. It's getting away from mom and dad. We're not doing that anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's just sitting there. That is the perfect time for us to go and remove a hair, whether that's waxing, tweezing, or shaving. And here's the reason why. Because of razor burn and ingrown hairs. So why do they happen? The reason why they happen is because somewhere in the middle between the antigen and the telogen phase, something happens to that hair follicle. Okay, so this is where it gets a little bit more complicated, but just stay with me, okay? So your hair follicle is also connected to your sebaceous gland. But then you also have sebaceous pores that are just going to have your sebaceous gland without a hair follicle. So it doesn't matter. Your whole body is filled and contains sebaceous glands. That gland is what's going to give you your natural oil production. That's what's going to make sure that your skin is balanced and has enough moisture and harmony to fight itself off from external factors and bacterias and all sorts of stuff that could traumatize the skin and the dermis. Our epidermis is our protective layer, guys. That's it. So imagine you have a, a bush, right? You have your roots that are in the ground and they're getting all the nutrients and the supplies from the water that soaks through the ground and it, it absorbed through the roots and up to make a beautiful bush that buds and has flowers and healthy branches, okay? Compare that root to your hair root, okay? As that bush grows through the ground as a little seed, it's going to have a little sprout, it's going to, you know, create a stalk, and it's going to grow and it's going to push through that soil. Now, listen, if that soil is not moisturized and broken up, removed all the dry, nasty clay, all the rocks, all the crazy um, sand, stuff that does not need to be there. That sprout has no fighting chance of getting through that whole layer to essentially become a bush, okay? I hope this makes sense. I hope you guys are following along because this is really the only way I know how to explain this. Now, when this, so that's, that's one form of ingrown hair, right? It needs to break through that epidermis. It's going to break through the soil. Now, and this bush has matured, right? So it's got branches that it's going all around and it's got flowers. Whenever we want to change the direction of those branches in that bush, Gardeners will go and take a, you know, a knife or a pruning tool and they will take a, the, the branch and they will cut at an angle to have it grow again, 
to grow faster, to grow stronger, to grow in a different direction. Now, if they want to stop that branch from growing, they're going to cut it right down, straight line, because they are not wanting that branch to go anywhere else. They, they're almost pruning it. They're making it go in certain ways. That is the same exact concept that I want you guys to think about when it comes to hair follicles. And I do not care what you read online about the fact that shaving does not make your hair grow back faster, stronger, and quicker. I don't care because I see it. I experience it. When you cut that hair follicle at an angle, you are essentially doing the same exact thing as you were doing to a bush and its branch. Okay? What happens though, when you spread that skin and you're trying to get as close as a shave as you possibly can, you are essentially letting go of that skin that you were holding so tight and boom, it's going to close on top of that extra short hair follicle that now has a spike. Remember, because it's going with a blade against the hair follicle, it's going at a spike and all this skin is going to be on top of it. As it becomes older and more mature and reaches its telogen phase, it's going to start giving you so many problems because of the fact that it's spiky and it hurts and it's itchy and it's irritated and it's poking your skin. Your body is responding to it as a foreign object. Instead of this foreign object coming at you and into your skin, this foreign object is acting out from the skin, from inside the skin. So I hope that that analogy made sense because if it didn't, I really have no other analogies to give you. But that that was the best way that I could explain it to my guests whenever I was waxing at a wax center. And to try to incorporate all of that with, you know, the at-home care and how important that is, exfoliation is basically just fertilizing that soil. Okay, so it's taking away the dry dead soil that we haven't watered in a while and we're putting just brand new soil, brand new skin cells Babies, okay, so the way to explain cell turnover rate, right? So you have a baby, a brand new newborn baby. Their cell turnover rate, they're going to create brand new skin every two weeks. As we get older, that cell turnover rate starts to just go down and down and down until we're old and we have very, very saggy skin with lines and whatever, wrinkles. That is because over time, the amount of time that it takes for your old skin cells to then turn over and regenerate and create new skin cells is a long time. So when we start to increase that cell turnover rate and we get that skin going, you're going to start seeing all of this stuff start coming out and smoothing out your texture of your skin because we're going to get down to the layers that are healthy. You guys would not believe what we walk around with on a daily basis. The pollutants in the air, the wind, the water that we have in our faucets, the hair products, the face products that we use on a daily basis that are essentially supposed to be good for us that we buy at CVS in the grocery store. Okay, from the food that we eat to 
what's going on internally and coming externally. So before, I I mean, I don't want to get all into the descriptions of that because that's a whole nother podcast, but I want to definitely get to number three because I think that was definitely covered and that was number two. (laughs) What happens when I get an ingrown hair? Number three is how I can treat my ingrown hairs if I have them and how to prevent them. Okay, I'm going to start with prevention first because I think that prevention is a little bit more important than treating because with treating, I recommend that you don't try to treat it yourself. Go to your esthetician. So how can I prevent it from happening? Exfoliate. Seriously, that's it. Exfoliate, moisturize, exfoliate, moisturize, exfoliate, moisturize. Before you go to shave or before you go to wax, especially the day before, exfoliate. Get rid of all those dry dead skin cells, especially now, guys. I mean, it's February. Wait, no, it's March. Whew. It's March. It's still it's still dry. It's still cold. You're gonna have dry skin. Exfoliate. That's it. If you're feeling like you're having some issues with ingrown hairs and you truly want to do something about it and how to treat it. Okay. Here's here's what you need to do. Okay. Besides coming to either me or another licensed esthetician first. What you want to do if this is truly bothering you and giving you the hell of your life, I want you to take a washcloth. Okay? And I want you to wet it and I want you to go put it in the microwave and I want you to make sure that it's not too too hot, but it's warm enough to where it's like a warm compress. Okay? Almost like you're giving off steam. Apply it to that area and allow that area to sit for about five to 10 minutes. Typically, I like to keep it on there until the washcloth or towel, whatever you're using, gets cooler. Because once it starts getting cooler, those those pores that we're trying to open are going to close. And we want them open, okay? This is going to allow the pore to open, the follicle to open, and give it an easier way out on a daily basis. So if you continuously apply warm compresses and you allow this pore to open and you're using some really good skincare that's gonna keep everything super clean and your your cell turnover rate going at a good rate, you're not gonna have these problems anymore. But like I said, some people are predisposed, (laughs) that didn't make sense predisposed. I had the same problem in the last podcast. Predisposed to genetic disorders like retention hyperkeratosis and having small pores and sebaceous filaments. So don't worry about those because those are rare. But if you do experience those, I'm sorry because I do too and I get it. So if you need any help, just let me know. But that is pretty much the summarized version of what I had recorded er earlier in my previous version about ingrown hairs. Um, I hope that made sense, you guys, because I've been working on this all day and I seriously did not know what to do because I wanted to still give you guys the lowdown on the education, but at the same time, I wanted to be able to put it into terms where you would understand. Because like I always say, you're not going to be able to take care of your skin until you understand, understand how your skin works. 
So, so to recap everything that we basically just talked about, um, number one, how did they happen? And basically we talked about different methods of removal and what happens in that phase in between, you know, the baby phase and the telogen phase, which is the adult phase. When that hair is resting and a new growth cycle comes in, it's going to start pushing up on this old hair and it's not going to be able to get itself out, especially if you're not exfoliating. Why do they happen? For so many different reasons. If you're not clean, if you're removing it wrong, the hair wrong, if your waxer goes in the wrong direction, if you know, you're just super sensitive down to um, your cell turnover rate not being fast enough to the hair breaking and just giving you problems to you not shaving in the right direction to stretching the skin, but then not, there's a lot of ways, but there are ways of getting around it. And that's, that's with consistent, disciplined exfoliation and moisturization. Okay. And we touched briefly on my little analogy of a bush. And even if you don't want to think of it as a bush, think of it as a tree, right? You have all the roots in the ground. That's your hair bulb. It's, a, it's connected to your blood vessels, your tissues, your nerves, whatever. Just like a tree is in the ground, in the soil, absorbing water, absorbing nutrients. And as it gets older, it develops somewhat of a stock. I don't even know if that's the right word, but that's what I'm thinking of. And at the top, whenever it's trying to blossom, whenever it's trying to come out of the ground and create a tree, if there is so much debris, rocks, sand, dry soil, dead soil, soil that has nothing in its place of being there, it's going to have a terrible time trying to break through and it's going to die and it's going to curl under and it's not ever going to see the light of day until you're left with this huge bump because another tree is trying to grow up behind it and it's going to trap a lot of bacteria because like we said in the beginning, your sebaceous gland is connected to that hair follicle wall and when you have that entrapment, when that when that oil cannot have oxygen, it'll start to create different bacteria that aren't harmful and toxic to your skin. And then third, you know, how can we treat it and prevent it? And like I said, prevention is all about exfoliation. Prevention is all about finding out which way hair removal is for you. Um, there are plenty of hair removal options out there. There's waxing, there's depilatory cream, depilatory devices, shaving, um, dermaplaning, electrolysis, laser hair removal, and sometimes even IPL can reduce your hair production. Um, you just need to figure out which one is best for your skin. And as far as treating it goes, if you do have one, or if, say, for instance, you know, you're having irritation and just you need some relief, make sure that you're treating it as what it is first. So we talked about razor burn and we talked about actual ingrown hairs because they're two different things. 
Razor burn is going to be whenever you're gliding against the skin with your razor and you don't have any sort of lubrication. The skin is not moisturized. It's not having any sort of um, give and it's going to start tearing at those skin cells, the good ones too. And that's, that's going to make it super irritated because those skin cells were not ready. They're healthy, but they weren't ready to come up to the top yet. We talked about cell turnover rate, how as we get older, it starts to slow. So using something as far as a retinol or, you know, guys, there's so many other alternatives out there. That's, that can be completely a part of your care plan. There's enzymes, there's chemical peels, there's microdermabrasion, there's dermaplaning, there's um, just regular ex- manual exfoliation, there's enzymatic exfoliation. It doesn't just have to be the retinoids. The retinoids was what I was saying about, you know, whenever you're genetically predisposed to certain things like retention hyperkeratosis. So treating it, I said, go get a washcloth, make sure it's wet, wring it out, go to the microwave, put it in and make sure that it's not too, too hot, but it's at least giving off steam. Put it on the area for until you start to feel that the, you know, it's not giving off heat, the washcloth, it's not giving off heat anymore. Open up those pores every single day with that heat. Make sure you're using very clean products, moisturize, exfoliate. And soon enough, you'll see that hair come out. And I said that if that was not an option for you, make sure you go see a licensed esthetician to help you with that. Or me, because I do ingrown hair treatments. Okay. Another, another little quick tip, if I may, tea tree. Tea tree is the bomb.com. Now, please, for God's sakes, do not go and buy raw tree tea tree oil and put it on your skin. It's too acidic. You need to either dilute it with water or you need to put it with a carrier oil. But even then, guys, like I said in my last podcast, make sure that you are getting with your esthetician and finding out if tea tree is even good for for your skin. Because I can tell you that some people are going to have some reactions. It's not going to work with some people's skin. And that's okay, but that's the reason why you need to come to us first so that we can give you the answers and make sure that your skin is going to stay healthy and balanced and not damaged. Okay? (laughs) Okay? No, but if I went into teacher mode too much, I'm so sorry. I, I get that way sometimes, especially about skin because I am just like super passionate about it. Um, but to close everything off, you guys, um, if I didn't say it before, I'm going to say it now. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are seriously the only reason why I'm continually doing this because I, I do, I I have, I have a lot going on, but I actually really truthfully love doing this podcast because I just feel like it's a great way for me to exert some of the stuff that like is just bubbling in my head throughout the week. Um, but last podcast I had Kelly, my sister, and we got a hundred plays on that one podcast episode. I just thank you. Thank you guys. Like that's seriously that is such a compliment to not only me and to her but just to the skincare industry and like how it's just becoming a little bit more familiar to people. That's all that's all that matters to me. Um so if you want you can go to av.aesthetics on Instagram. You can follow me for more skincare tips and find out 
a little bit more about my life and the journey that I'm taking as a solo SD in Louisiana. Or you can go to facebook.com slash avskintherapy and check that out. Um, I am accepting consultations right now. And yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys listening in. and I hope you guys learned a lot. I mean, yeah. I do hope to see all of my beautiful fellow colleagues and lovely estheticians at the Dallas trade show. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I seriously am, you guys. You have no idea. It's basically Comic-Con for skin. It's awesome. And it's heaven on earth for me. So I'll be going to that in April. But anyways, Thank you guys so much. And I will upload the other version um, and I will kind of separate it from this one as more towards other estheticians that are trying to learn a little bit more in depth about all this. Um, And hey, even if you're like, whoa, that was way too dumbed down. I want to learn more. Go right ahead, guys. Like I'm I'm all for it. All right. And if you guys have any questions at all, just message me. I am always answering. And if you guys want to make an appointment, go ahead and email me at av.skinesthetics at gmail.com. We'll set you guys up with a really awesome consultation and get you on a really good care plan for healthier skin. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have a beautiful day and a wonderful night. (laughs) Bye.